Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcheseau, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Now I'm stuck in these intros. So that that last night mm-hmm. was exact the same as what Dan Duva just called. All the names, Marcheseau, Eichel, Stevenson, in there. What told me that it wasn't last night, it was... How many seconds to go sure. if the goal went in? Yeah. Because Vegas is scoring all their goals early right now. Yeah, they are. If it's if it's in the first ten minutes of mm-hmm. a period, they're lighting it up. And coaches love that phrase. Mike Babcock phrase. Start on time. Start on time. People love to be ready to go uh, out of the gate. Yeah, and they have been just so responsive to that. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about you know another thing to remind you of year number one. The, the Golden Knights would get on teams early, and it would be not a question of. Will it be the first goal of the game? Will it be the first two, three, four goals of the game? And, you know, last night it, it worked out kind of in, in a similar vein for the Vegas Golden Knights. But you, you look at that from Logan, uh, from Aiden Hill's perspective. His, his first two games as a Golden Knight in the regular season, he gets spotted five goals against Seattle and four goals against Winnipeg. That's great if you're a goaltender playing their game. Just just letting Outstanding. And in. you're only yeah. allowing two. Yeah. So it's not, he's not he's not just leaning on that no, offense. No, no, not at all. He's but, doing his part but as it, well. But but playing with a two goal lead yeah. out of the gate yeah. is takes a lot of the pressure off you. It, yeah, it takes the pressure off you and it lets you settle into the game. It it, it it takes out the need to do too much. And I think that that's going to be big for the Golden Knights when it comes to their goaltending as as the year progresses. Anytime you can play with a lead, it takes away the 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 belief that you have to do more than what you need to do. What do you think the most goals this team will score in a game this year? It, it's a random <laughs> question, and there could be a goofy night in there yeah. that just blows it out of the water. But if you were going to say, I'm not going to go the 9-2 route, but I wanted to legitimately look at, okay, what what's the most goals? I, I think they're capable of putting seven up. For sure, like I, I would love to live in a world where I'll say ten, because I want I want the we. Want, I was going to go eight. I want the we want ten chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I'll I'll go I'll go seven. What a Con- stark difference from a year ago when you scrapped and clawed for every single piece of offense. Yeah. because of how many people were out of the lineup, and five games into the year, you've put four on the board in the opener, five in Seattle, mm-hmm. and then five. Last night, yeah, no, it, that's impressive. It's it's a good sign for a Golden Knights team that you know you you look at and you you had a question coming into this year of where the production where where the goal is going to come from, and it turns out when Jack Eichel's healthy, it turns out when Mark Stone is healthy, it turns out that Jonathan Marcheseau is just a consistent goal scorer. When you have those pieces in your lineup and you've got more balance. You can you can put some pucks in the back of the net. And you don't have a hat trick yet, and nobody's really got hot. Like Jack scored a couple of goals mm-hmm. last yeah. night. Yeah. But by hot, I mean like two goals in a game or five goals, two goals in a game for two or three straight games. Sure. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe five goals over over two games. We haven't had one of those 
yet. What's it, funny, like, Marshall's got four goals, and, mm-hmm. and you're right. Like, he, he hasn't hit, like, a hot streak yet, right? Like, there, it's been somewhat spread out, but, again, consistent, and, and that's where you're at. Like, four goals in five games, you would expect it to be a little bit more electric than it's been, and it just it, it's felt routine for Jonathan Marshall. It also pointing towards a career year. Yeah, yeah. In a big way. Yeah. To, to have four in five, yeah. and you're trying to catch 30? Mm-hmm. That's pretty darn good out of the gate. Yeah, it best start of his career. Mm-hmm. We've we've solved that, but then you you add on to it that uh, that he's also within reach of a career season, right? And you wondered how many of those guys would be able to follow up career years. A few of them had it last year. Mm-hmm. Chandler Stevenson uh, put one up. Guys trying to equal that and become that type of player every year. Marcheseau was on that career year equaling plane. Mm-hmm. He might just top it. It's a heck of a campaign. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with Jonathan Marcheseau. Again, like I, 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 you want a consistent goal scorer. You want one of the most productive Golden Knights throughout his history here. It's Jonathan Marcheseau. Like I know William Carlson had forty three year one, but from a consistency standpoint, it's Jonathan Marcheseau all all the way, and and not just. Not just goals when you need a goal. It's important ones, too. Like, that's what he scores for this team. I have Carlson down for 22 this year. It's an oddly specific number, but okay. I know. I, I'm a very dialed-in person. I know. I have Phil Kessel at over 20. I was leaning towards 25. Okay. I was between 25 and 30, actually. You, you were, at one point, you were like 32 and a half, take the over. Yeah. 25 to 30. Should have bet you on that one. Doesn't have a goal yet. No. But that's, like, when you don't have a goal from him yet, and you're mm-hmm. still scoring all these, that's right. that's the point. And, and when he will. Comes. When and, it comes. And you know when it's going to come? When is it going to come, It's going to come next week. Yeah. Phil Kessel's going to start lighting up mm-hmm. through Tuesday. So just not... Not tomorrow. I I I think he. There's so much going on around yeah, him, and true. he's not a guy that likes all the hubbaloo. Yeah, and the attention and media interviews, and uh, knowing that uh, this NHL uh, production is going to be here. We want a piece of him. You want the the sound bites. Everybody wants a piece of Phil right now. Right on a daily basis. Yeah, and it's and it's been like that through training camp into the season. And the best thing for him, really, is that this is going to happen uh, inside the first 10 games. Sure. And he's going to be done with it. So he, he sets the all-time or equals the all-time Ironman streak on Monday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He will break it mm-hmm. Tuesday yep. in San Jose. And that's when, when he catches the bus, well, takes the bus. He doesn't have to catch it. I think it'll wait for him. When he when he takes the bus to the so? San Jose airport and flies back yeah. on Tuesday night, yeah. that's when the Phil Kessel era, from a production point of view, mm-hmm. really starts with the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, um, I disagree with you in that it's going to start after Tuesday. Phil Kessel scoring four hundred against Toronto. It's happening. One hundred percent happening. No, okay, give me other than spidey senses. 
and you think it would be fun because yeah. it's Toronto yeah. and it's Phil. Yeah. What makes you think that that will happen over scoring his first goal uh, as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights and 400 for his career tomorrow uh, night? Um, who's playing goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, I'm sorry. I, the, I think that Phil Kessel is going to find the back of the net against Samsonoff. the team that Samsonoff was in the Latin doesn't last night. have, in my in my estimation right now, solid goaltending. So, no. Well, not, he, not great I, defensively. I think Samsonov's going to be good. He's going to be there. I think he'll starter. be fine, yeah. but I, I don't think that he's going to be fine. You know, he right took now. less money to play in Toronto because oh, of the him. opportunity uh, after not being qualified. Uh, and it's Samsonov. Samsonov. Not Samsonov. Not Samsonov. It was Samsonov, Samsonov in Washington. Right. It's now Samsonov in Toronto. Why is that a thing that happens? And Sergei Samsonov with the Detroit Vipers way back when. Okay. And then he became Sergei Samsonov with the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Evgeny Dadonov last year. Good job. Is back to being Evgeny Dadonov in Montreal. Is that like a... Canadian market centric. I thing? don't. I don't know because he was. He, he was. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm so just confused. giving you the pronunciation. I, I, like it. And it, there was one other one do, that that switched remember, around. That, that do you is, remember? Oh, I can't the, the, think the right pain now. that we went through last year trying to remember Dodonov. Yeah. And then the nickname of Daddy when it made no sense whatsoever. Love Daddy. I don't get it. No, it, it's not. No. I love that guy. It's Dodonov, not. Daddy, not Dadnov. But if it was Dadnov, you but could see Daddy. But it wasn't. That's know, my point. You but, can't but have that nickname now, when it's not now, that now how you pronounce good. the name. Yeah, there's been a couple of pronunciations that have been tweaked over the course of the, the summer. Mm. And getting into it. Stone is still Stone. Eichel is still Eichel. Makes sense. Smith is still Smith. Sure. Wouldn't that be interesting? If, how would you? Uh, if that got... Uh, which direction would you go? How would you do it? If you were going to change the pronunciation to Smith. Uh, well, Smythe. There it is. That that would be the the only way that I think you could you could do it. We should do one show where we call them all the alternate all different names pronunciations. Yeah. Alternate pronunciation. Stone A. I like that. It's off the rails Ickle. today. Ickle. 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 That's too close Eichel? to Ickle. Eichel. Like uh, there's there's all kinds okay, uh let's go through the the list. Eichel. <laughs> Smith. You're looking at me like I've got a list in front of me. It's Eichel fantastic. Smith. Uh, yeah, Eichel Smith. And Kessel. And Kessel. Sure. Yeah. There's there's nothing there's you don't you don't do anything there. Um Kessel. Let's let's uh let's do our game rating right now. Yeah, please. All right. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Okay, I will proceed. Uh, Doc, uh, is that a Devo? Never mind that now. Never mind that now. Not now. Not now. Tell me, listeners, how many of you have thought, I got to rent that? I got to watch that again. I got to get back into the Back to the Future uh, realm. Uh, we have discontinued cars from the start, uh, from the Gremlin is a one, mm-hmm. all the way up to the DeLorean, which is number five. What say you about last night? Uh, I'll go Trans Am, number four. I, nice. I, I I liked four goals, obviously, in the first period. I love the fact that you get two goals out of Jack Eichel, Michael Amadio into the into the lineup, um, doing really good things. Um, to me, it was a solid 60-minute performance from the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I thought Winnipeg had their moments. They pushed back when they needed to. Um, 
And, you know, I, I think that for the Golden Knights, continuing to to get better on the year, bouncing back after a tough game against uh, the Calgary Flames, like, I, I liked pretty much every aspect of their game. Wasn't a perfect game by any stretch. Like, it's not going to be a DeLorean for me because I don't want to wear out DeLoreans too much this year. Um, but for for a, a solid four out of five effort, I thought it was a strong game for the Golden Knights. Now, you've gotten DeLorean before this year. Uh, yeah, I have. I've, I've gone twice, I think. So why were you hesitant towards going DeLorean uh, again? It, it wasn't so much a hesitation as it's just, you know, to me, like, I viewed last night as a game the Golden Knights should win. Right, and they did. They went out there. They took took care of business. I didn't really ever feel like the game was in in doubt at all. Like I know when Winnipeg had their pushes here and there, um, but I, I just I viewed it as the Golden Knights doing the job they needed to do. It wasn't anything above and beyond or exceptional. It was just we put in sixty minutes. We played our game more often than Winnipeg, and we were the better team. And that's what I expected going into it. If you can keep it below 45 minutes, Lindsay, you can uh, chime in here. (laughs) Oh, right on. I am honored. I'm going to give it a three. I'm not sure what that uh, car equivalent is. but uh, A Hummer. A Hummer. Well, a gas guzzler. Why don't we? Discontinued. I didn't know it was discontinued. I think they're doing an electric version now that LeBron is pedaling, Mm. but I digress. We got Uh, one in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go three because uh, we had a couple of goals that were kind of lucky to go in. And and as we were talking a little bit before the show, uh, it's a 2-2 game in the first and you just close it out the rest of the way. But get a couple of gifts, but mostly a, a solid uh, game. A four and a three, a Trans Am and a Hummer. Uh, I'm going to go Trans Am, smoking the Bandit. Because of the fortunate goals, mm-hmm. keep it from going to a DeLorean. But I, I really enjoyed not ever being on their heels. Sure. And that was the most impressive thing. It wasn't the 4 nothing lead. It was that the game never got away from them. They were never really chasing the game. It never felt frantic or it could get close. It, uh, even with the, the the Winnipeg push, which actually got a little bit um, overblown just because it was a 4 nothing lead. Uh-huh, yeah. And then it got cut in half. A little bit uh, out of scope focus there. Yeah, but it, like... To me, it was composure, right? Like it wasn't cut in half immediately. It wasn't cut Mm. in half midway through the second period and all of a sudden you're holding on for dear life. I think the Golden Knights handled and managed the game the way that they needed to. Like I thought in the third period, yeah, it was a really good play from Winnipeg on the goal. It was Morrissey to to, uh, Pionk backdoor. Like that's a great play. That's a really strong effort from the Winnipeg Jets. And it just slipped across the line. It it did. Aiden Hill was actually there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, It was... It was and and it was it was off the skate. Like I mean, you 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 can maybe make the argument that it's a fortunate bounce for for Winnipeg too. Like Pionk and it cancels cut. ours off the exactly. skate. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, to me, like I, I thought that top to bottom, it was just it was a game that the Golden Knights were in control of. And you know, you get out to a to an early lead, you get out to a four nothing lead. If you can hold your composure and you don't really allow the team belief, and I don't think that Winnipeg had any belief as the game wore on, that they were going to come back. I, they tried, sure, but you know, 5-2 was maybe a little bit closer than it actually was. Nice. Uh, we've got Bruce Cassidy from this morning. Uh, let's go over to the Media Center at City National Arena and join Bruce Cassidy's uh, conference where he spoke for a good nine minutes uh, with the media and covered a lot of ground uh, from last night's game and looking ahead to Colorado and Toronto. Well, I mean, that was uh, certainly a plan in place from day one to be more responsible in that regard. Where when our D would um, challenge rushes when they wouldn't, we could certainly still want to pinch to keep pucks alive, but do it at the right time. Ask our forwards to reload well. I think so. Those things go hand in hand. 
neutral. You know, we're, we're a 1-2-2 two, two team, so we have our layers. So we're asking our D to receive the rush at the blue line. You know, if you can laterally move and kill it, squash it, we call it, great. If not, let the forwards track, and we'll give you a little time and space without giving up numbers, so to speak. So uh, that's gap control. We'll keep working on it so it gets better and better, so we can kill some plays earlier in the neutral zone. But um, I think the initial... Um, you know, what we want to execute was, the, you know, less and less grade A chances from off the rush. I mean, that, that was, I know, was um, brought it to my attention this summer. So we've um, put some things in place. I think the players have bought in. If they don't buy in, it doesn't matter what we do, right? So I think they, they believe in it as well. In terms of where you guys are and, and protecting what you're running, what do you think is going to be the biggest test for Colorado? Where are they the most stress on you? I think it's their D getting involved in the rush. I mean, we did a little bit of that today, turn-ups. You know, they'll drive you. If they can't get to the net, they'll turn up, look for McCarr, Taze, Gerard, whoever it is. And it, it Manson, they'll, they'll, they're will they not fussy, whoever it is. They want a four- and five-man attack. I think they've been quite open about their style of play, about their D not resting. And we've got to make sure we kill some of those or take those passing lanes away and don't get drawn to the puck. Everyone has their own assignment to do. So I think that'll be the biggest challenge for us. Obviously. They've got star players that we have to be mindful of. Um, that doesn't change from night. Toronto will have those players. San Jose has some good, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you play. Um, and then the second part is discipline. Uh, their power play, they got seven goals already. So you got to not get them excited to get on that as well. So take good penalties, um, check with your legs, and um, you know stay out of the box whenever possible. Yeah, yeah. when you're game planning, it sure makes it a lot easier. I mean, we did talk about that today, that Colorado likes to turn up in the rush. So does Toronto. I've watched Mitch Marner doing it for years. So, uh, And along comes Riley or whoever's you know next. So, uh, yes, you know, there could be some repetitive behavior that will, will benefit you uh, from game to game. I think Winnipeg is trying to do a little bit of that too. So, really, we've got three in a row. Uh, Calgary's deer are coming a lot. Less turn up. conversation this morning. I'm Bruce Cassidy at the City National Media Center. Uh, just talking up a little bit about the advantage to face Colorado mm. and Toronto yeah. on back-to-back. -back. During a regular season, that may not seem like uh, something that you'd wish for, mm -hmm. but the game plans are so similar between those two hockey clubs that uh, that it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's 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 skill, right? Like, we, we look at the Colorado Avalanche, and we understand how skilled that team is from from an offensive standpoint. Kale McCarr, he's able to really take control of games with how he views the game, how he's able to use his players. Um, same thing can be said for Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you're going to be game planning to shut down highly skilled competition. And, and every team's got it, as you heard Bruce Cassidy talk about. But the unique challenge of getting those two teams back-to-back, -back, I think it really allows you to hammer home on the detail of how you want to shut those guys down. Now, is Marty going to play up front, or is he going to play on the blue line? Uh, I think if Toronto... I mean, obviously, that's a joke, but uh, Toronto... They, they were talking no, about playing on the blue line during camp. In instances where they are chasing the game, in instances where the Toronto Maple Leafs are behind, losing, trailing, whatever you want to call it, Mitch Marner on the ice as a as a defenseman allowing you to have essentially four forwards on the ice 
That is interesting. I, I, I don't know. Like, how is the game going to go between Toronto and Vegas? Like, if the Golden Knights are able to jump out to an early lead, or if they've got a lead late in the game, I would expect to see a lot of Mitch Marner down the road, down the stretch. Is a, is a split a good record against Colorado and Toronto in a back-to-back scenario, like um, a, a Saturday Monday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a split is is. A split is the 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 baseline, right? Like I, I don't. Think a year you, ago, that would have been oh, that'd be we need a split. Yeah, for because sure. Because of everybody out of the line. Let me let me put it this way: I think this Golden Knights team is absolutely capable of a split against Colorado, mm-hmm. against Toronto. Um, but has it changed to what split is the minimum? Yeah, that's the minimum. And I, I think it, that they can win both. Yeah, that's that's the minimum for me. The minimum for me against good NHL against the good teams, the elite teams when it comes to the Golden Knights this year, right now, where I'm at, is that they should get a split out of Colorado-Toronto. They have enough in their lineup to get two points out of those four. They do. And and it, it can be overtime losses. It could be shootouts. It could be whatever. I want minimum two points out of that out of those two games. Who are your goaltenders the next three games? <laughs> uh, you know what? I... I think I go Logan Thompson tomorrow, and I think I go Logan Thompson against Toronto. Hmm. And to me, his ability to be explosive because of the way that he plays and knowing that Colorado can use movement, knowing that they can find those seams and make those backdoor passes, I I almost want the athleticism and the feel that Logan Thompson has and his ability to make that big-time save. I think I want that in net against Colorado and Toronto. Now, this was mapped out before the season started. Sean Burke, Bruce Cassidy had the goaltending assignments planned. I don't think anything changes off that, but in your description, I was just curious whether Aiden Hill's performance to date had put him in a more uh, advantageous position to get one of these two stars against Colorado or Toronto. What I what I look at right now with the goaltending is that both guys are performing to what I think their expectation was, right? Like I, I Logan Thompson's been phenomenal, Aiden Hill's been really good, and I don't think that there's been anything from from that's going to move you off of what your plan was. And I think your plan is to have Logan Thompson try his hand against Colorado. I think that you you've got a split going right now between Logan and Aiden. I think Logan is going to get the the predominant tougher starts. So are you in a 60-40? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that's that's where my head's at right now. I, I think Logan Thompson's earned that based on his play. And that's not to say that that Aiden Hill hasn't kind of pushed or nudged that in one direction or another. I just think that right now you give Logan Thompson an opportunity to run with it. Now I'm still 55-45. But I'm trending towards 50-50. So you go Logan tomorrow and just keep alternating games? Like, is that how you do it? Yeah, right now. I mean, that is if there was no schedule made. The schedule was made. The plan for the goaltenders, they're not moving off. One guy hasn't done enough. Uh, They've both been great. They're going to stick to the schedule. But, yeah, I think it's 55-45 and trending towards uh, a full split. What do you think of uh, Aiden Hill taking the penalty last night? I don't mind it. The only penalty after yeah, after taking it. six minors in yeah. one period in yeah. Calgary, yeah. the only penalty, because the the speech was stay out of the box. Sure, yeah. they did that. They did minus the goaltender taking a penalty by getting in the way of the forecheck. Well, it's a good thing that 
you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois just interfered right off the faceoff so that you had four yeah. on four, and it led to Jack Eichel's second goal of the game. So it, was, it turned out to be a pretty strong play. Um, I, Aiden Hill's interesting because, like, there's been some contact with him, right? Like, in, in and around his crease. I I, I don't mind goalies taking penalties if it's, if it's a, it done to kind of protect their space. And, you know, I, I think you, you want to be hard to play against in different ways. And Aiden Hill sticking his leg out, getting a tripping penalty. Like, I'm all for it. Go for it. It's fine. It's a 3 nothing game at that point. Like, I think it's okay. I, I Make you think going by him. Yeah, exactly. And and that's really, it's, it's planning a little bit of doubt, right? For those players that are going to come crashing the net. And, you know, for a lot of teams, they want to win that battle in the front. If they know it's going to be a battle because... Aiden Hill's gonna Well, there was no battle in that play. That well, was no, just a no, no, no. that was a four check going behind the net and he left the puck and decided to stick out his leg a little bit. Well then in in that case, don't get near Aiden Hill. Like if that's mm-hmm. if that's the message you're sending to the rest of the league, like I'm all I'm all for it. And to be honest, like as as much as the penalty was was interesting, um the the goalie goal attempt, that was okay. phenomenal. That was my next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it surprise you? No. No, not it really. I mean, it, was, it was a two-goal game, right? Like I think in a one-goal game. Well, it's a I haven't seen anything about Aiden Hill going for the net, I, or he's not he's not the guy that I, I would look to in my top ten, sure. puck handling wise. You're, to go, he's he's got a goalie goal attempt written all over him. You're absolutely right, but I think every goalie in the history of goalies wants to score a goal, yeah. right? And you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about game five of the season. You're you're about to go up for it to, to four to one. Like from a situational perspective, this was the game to give it a shot. It, it fell to him. He gave it a shot. It didn't work out. Luckily, it didn't end up in the back of his net. Oh um, my goodness, he was. But but it would have been really funny if the first empty net goal of the year came from yep. Aiden Hill and not one of the forwards for the Vegas Golden Knights. That, that would have been hilarious. That they'd missed on a few of these empty yes. nets. Yes, that he was included in that list. Right. Was was really interesting. Uh, he he was obviously thinking about it. it. Wasn't like there was a dump in, and he realized he had so much time, and took a chance. This was backboards turn around, try and force it yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. That part uh, I, I'm not crazy about. It. I, I don't. I, this theater of it is great, mm-hmm. but just like Pyong passing the goalie back to his goaltender. It makes sense in theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, the other part is it's your second start, mm-hmm. and everything's going great. Yeah. If that puck ends up somehow either off a giveaway in your net or off the icing and a face-off uh, win by the other team and in your net, it kind of undoes a little bit of the currency that you've built up with the head coach. Mm-hmm. So brave, gutsy, mm-hmm. but... I wouldn't have done it. No, I don't care about any of that. (laughs) He's trying for a goalie goal. I want to see one live. I don't care. Go off. Logan Thompson missed by a foot last year in Anderson. Yeah. Went for it. That's the closest uh, he's come. We're getting one this year. We're getting one this year. What is all like? That's your best prediction. I know. Of of them all. I know. But you're like Johnny Predictor today. Yeah. I'm feeling some Kessel's kind of way. gonna score. Eichel's gonna get a hat trick, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get a goalie goal. Yep. For for Vegas, right? Yeah. All right. Are you gonna call the goalie? No. I'm gonna give myself an option. The, the little bit of freedom. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh the that was that was fun. Uh it came out of nowhere, too. 
And <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it was like I thought he was going out what, there. To what's cut going it down. on? Yeah, just pass, make make a make a, a a nice pass and and get out of the zone, chip it out like the Golden Knights had been doing in that period, and then he just goes for it. I'm like, oh, that's a bold move. And you were right behind the net, so oh, it was, it was perfect great. View. Yeah, you would have been able to see the curve of the puck because you got to borrow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, of ice, yeah. like it's like curling because that puck uh, uh, will uh, end up rotating over. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we got uh, some to talk about, uh, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, a couple of big games to bring you up to date on. One timers next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one timers. One timers. Short handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. In just a little bit, uh, but Vancouver Canucks are back home. Didn't win on the road. Hmm. Did not win on the road after falling against the Minnesota Wild in overtime last night. The great headline. From my buddy who actually wrote this article. Okay. I don't think he did the headline, though. Canucks, because I know he's 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 a negative Nelly. Okay. Canucks return home with positive mindset after a winless road trip. That's that's an interesting headline. Sounds like they hang out with you a lot. That's a Millard headline. It is, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Our callers would be, they'll be clapping right now. Yep. We've been saying it for a long time. You always look at the positive side. Is there any reason why Vancouver can feel positive? Uh, okay. No, except for even going, even being winless so far this year. Oh, three and two. Oh, three and two. The Vancouver Canucks are still not the worst team in the Pacific Division. They are technically in seventh place ahead of San Jose. Hmm. So there's that. Except one team expects to be there. The other team had some high hopes going Listen, into this year. Listen, you go 0-5 effectively on a five-game road trip where in four of those games you had a multi-goal lead and you let it slip away and you were still not the worst team in your own division, maybe there's optimism there. You would find optimism in that. Yeah. It could indeed be worse. You know, not the much op- worse. The optimism is hmm. 77 more to go. That's the optimism. Fair. Who's your top five in defensemen in the NHL? Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman. And uh, yeah, Roman Yossi. Everyone else. Where does Rasmus Dahlin fit in? Right now, his heater. Not in the top 10. First NHL defenseman to open a season with a four-game goal streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not in my top 10. But he might even be the best defenseman on their team. He's probably not. Like Like, by the end of the year. That's a compliment to Owen Power. For sure. Yeah. Um, great start to the year for Rasmus Deline. Like if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, you've been waiting for this for a while. So keep it up. Uh, they beat Calgary last night. They did. In Calgary. They did. Calgary's got one of the weird schedules in the NHL this year. Bunch at home, then a bunch on the road. Eric Stahl. I mm. talked to Jordan Stahl this week in the podcast. Did you? It's so much fun. So this the Jordan Stahl got his 1,000th game mm-hmm. in last year. Yeah. So they presented him. One of the things that they gave him uh, after he suited up for that milestone game was a family trip to Pebble Beach hmm. for a few rounds of golf. Cool. 
his brother Mark, they were playing his brother Mark that game that they made the presentation. Mm-hmm. The team gave him that gift. Mm-hmm. And Mark stood up on the, on his own bench and went and yelled at uh, Carolina, thanks, guys, because <laughs> he got to go on the family trip. Fantastic. Uh, Eric Stahl, Gil's brother, yep. gets a one-year contract with the Florida Panthers. It's a good signing. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. You, you know what you have in Eric Stahl is depth signing and uh, i think a player that makes makes them better in the i think he can still line. get up and down the ice too I, I i do too like i i think if you're looking at it from solidifying the forward core if you're looking at it for depth down uh down on your bottom couple of lines i i think that it makes a lot of sense for the florida panthers i think it's a perfect signing for paul maurice to sure. have that reliability there mm-hmm. much like what paul had in paul stastny yeah, last few yeah. years uh, before he went to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Taves, Devon Taves, not playing tonight mm. for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he was injured in the loss to Winnipeg on Wednesday, and they're not saying uh, too much about whether or not he's going to be able to play tomorrow night. Mm. Calling it short term, I don't know how. Like, what's short term? A game, a short term, game or two, two days, yeah, three days. At that point, wouldn't you just get into day to day? Yeah, is short term difference than day different than day to day? I don't know. It's all short term longer than day to day. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. What takes up more time, day to day, or short term? I mean, day to day has turned into week to week before. So, like, I don't know. I'm asking that as a legitimate I, question. I, I don't have an answer for you. When day-to-day can become week-to-week, and week-to-week can be month-to-month. If somebody says to me, they're day-to-day, is that longer than the guy two doors down who's short-term? What does day-to-day mean to you? Like, right now, in this moment, if you you had a guy out day-to-day, what does that mean to you? Could play tomorrow, could play the next day. So that's four days. If If you're playing every other day. No, that's like, could play tomorrow, could play the next day. Oh, okay. So you're talking about like one or two days. Yeah. <laughs> Not what I think day to day short is. Term, short term to me is like could play tomorrow. Sure. I don't know. Maybe they mean, they mean the same thing. Uh, Montreal Canadiens rookie forward, Yurhai Slavkovsky, our favorite name. I like Remember Slavkovsky. Remember we talked about yep. him before I the do. draft? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, he scored his first NHL goal on a rocket. They beat the Arizona Coyotes of course last they did. night. Is you that want to know your, why? Your, is that your Toronto Montreal's uh, good. joking uh, yeah. into that? Montreal's better than Toronto right uh, now. Tampa Bay and the Florida Panthers playing tonight. This is my game of the night. Mm. Not just because of the Battle of Florida, which wasn't really a thing for the longest time. But now that they've finally met a couple of times in the Stanley Cup playoffs, there's a legitimate rivalry there. But your goal scores, this is, this is why it's my goal of the night. Matthew Kachuk with his third... Yes. Boy, has he ever fit in with Good. his matte black golf cart cruising around and also scoring goals. Good hockey player. And Steven Stamkos, number seven. Hmm. I asked you if Stamkos could score 50, yep. and you, like, blew me off. When did that happen? Not a chance. Totally happened. When? Unless it was somebody else that I was yeah, talking to. it certainly to. wasn't me. I'm, I'm but a I think it was Stamkos you. guy. I think it was you. No, oh, I think you said, can Ovi score 50 again? I said, Ooh. No, it was, I had the conversation about Stamkos. When? Somebody didn't agree when with me. When did that happen? It may not have been you. I talked okay. to a lot of people. 
This is so it all kind of runs runs yeah. together. I, I get that. So who's the best team in Florida? Well, right now it's Florida. Tampa's had a rough start to the season. But again, I'm not going to overreact to a 1-3 and three start for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they'll figure things out. Because nobody's ever won 8, 9, 10 games in a row I, to start the season. I know. Has and, won the Stanley Cup. And, yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I still think it's the Tampa Bay Lightning until proven otherwise. I, I'm going with Tampa. They, they know how to win. They know how to get there. They know what they need to do. And they've got the best goalie uh, or one of the best goalies in the world. Like, Shesterkin's in that conversation, but it's Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, and everyone else to me. Well, Vasilevsky is unbelievable tonight. Mm-hmm. They're being outshot 22-8. to eight. That is that is a trend 22 early to for Tampa eight. this year. And it's a 1-1 game. Yeah, well, gives you an idea of just how good Vasilevsky is. The old rope-a-dope. Mm-hmm. Just sit back, stop it all, and then yeah. counterattack. Uh, what was your... Um, Assessment, but but we won't have any perfect teams. But uh, will we have anybody on the same end not be able to win a game this year? Well, we do have two teams without their win. What? Who? I mean, I know Vancouver. Sorry, uh, Vancouver without a win. Will we have a team without a win this year? Uh, I don't know. Call me crazy. But I think the Vancouver Canucks will indeed win a game this year. Maybe just Ooh, one. Yeah. How about all the teams with just one win in I, the first week and a half? Darren, Darren, I, I have to tell you something. Seattle, Anaheim, Chicago, Tampa, Arizona, Minnesota, San Jose, all with just one win. I have to tell you something that's going to like explode your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. There is an undefeated team. Oh, there's... Who? St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they played like two games. Still undefeated. Yeah. I don't really count that. Well, I hear you, but it doesn't change the fact. You have to play... It's, it's, you know, minimum 500 games played to get Uh, into a certain list. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We're talking about two games versus three or four. You you have to actually play five games to get into this. I don't know. Watch I, St. I, Louis I never, go. Like, watch them rattle out ten. Like, just to win their first ten games of the year. This every whole night, show. Every night that we're gonna St. Feel Louis terrible about it. Every night that St. Louis come is on, off, Blues. let's do it. I'm surprised. St. Louis plays Edmonton tomorrow. Yeah, they're going three and zero. Gonna be great. You think they'd be? Well, if they go three and zero, listen. If then if, there's some heat on Edmonton. If St. Louis goes like. 10-0 to start the year. They have this show to thank for it. For sure. St. Louis plays Winnipeg after that. That's 4-0. And then they don't even play these back. And then they're home to Edmonton. They play Edmonton two of the next three. Yeah. You're not winning both of those. All right. So 4-0. All right. Not what uh, Do we have anything uh, else that I have to do today? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, those are your one-timers for Friday, October <laughs> On Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. This is normally catching up with Chapman time, but he's off doing something. He's not even on assignment. He's having fun. He's just doing something. Living his best life. 
I think I violated HEPA the other day when I said that he had the flu shot. Probably. Which means I just violated it again. Yeah, but... But he's, he's okay from that. Like, nothing happened to you the first time, so no. double down on it, I guess. Yeah. Just, like, is it a violation if you say know. somebody got the flu shot? I... Maybe not. I mean, he, he well, like offered he up... sick, like he, yeah, yeah, but he offered up that information to you and I. Yeah. Freely. Him, like, that's a guarantee... That he's phoning in sick after the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can yeah. you can write that one oh, down. Yeah. Remember no, the he... time he went overseas? He was overseas for 16 <laughs> weeks, uh, having the time of his life, and then he was due back on a Tuesday. Yeah, and yeah. let us know Monday that he was he just he caught something. Just can't do it, guys. Yeah, yeah. can't grind grind his way through that. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'll hopefully I'll see you on Wednesday. Said jet lag. It's brutal. <laughs> do you know where he is? Or is it just like parts unknown and he's having fun? Uh, like I think for the for the mystique of Chris Chapman, it's probably parts unknown. Like I I don't know. I mean I'm sure I'm sure he's told me, but as I usually do during this segment, I just don't pay attention. You're not a big fan of the catching up with Chapman. It's not so much the catching up with Chapman I have an issue with. It's it's no, number one how the segment starts, and number two, um, I'm not one for sports updates. But you know why it exists. No, I know why it exists. But so he we, talks less during the rest of the show. That, that was the whole idea. You can have your own segment you for got three away minutes, from that. and as long as you don't talk at all during the first two hours. Yeah. How long? How often does that happen? Not enough. I know. Aren't you the boss? Me? When am I? Since when am I the boss? You should talk to him. Okay. Send him down. Yeah, I'll talk to him on Wednesday. A little. Send him a note saying, "Hey, when you get back." Can we have a talk? You, you didn't catch the joke there. I'll talk to him on Wednesday. He's due back on Tuesday. Is he? Yeah, but I'll talk to him on Wednesday. So he's supposed to work on Tuesday. He'll be here Tuesday. That's the plan anyway. There's no chance. <laughs> no chance. They're taking that bet off the boards. Hey, well, we'll talk to you tomorrow from T-Mobile.